When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Shutdown Full Cast. You are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. I am Spencer Hall. It's very easy to introduce everybody else on this mission with me because they are all in the same spot right here at this one table. To my left is Jason Kirk wearing, yes, the Big Sky Conference sweatshirt. The finest college football conference in the land. You're goddamn right. It's a big, big sky. Um... That's a garbage truck. Shouts out to that garbage truck working hard. Everyone is getting a chance to see what it is like inside my studio. This is the first time we have ever done this particular setup, so we are very excited today to bring you some extremely high-choice audio. To my right is Holly Anderson. Hello, Holly. Hello. Leaf sounds. Leaf sounds. Leaf sounds. Guy with the blower. Wherever you're outside in America, standing atop Half Dome in beautiful Yosemite, someone's going to crank up a goddamn leaf blower right next to you. Because somebody's grass has too much nature on top of it. That's a problem that we need equipment to solve. Loudly. <laughs> I like it when you see somebody just blowing pavement. There's no leaves on there or anything when they start. They're my just driveway like... is dusty. <laughs> Like, like your fucking car's gonna get stuck on the polygons or something. <laughs> my car my car was rendered in the GameCube. I need to blow the driveway. There's too much, uh, the collision detecting has turned way too up in the simulation. Just drive over the fucking leaves. So if you hear any extra noise today, it's because we are all in Jason Kirk's ambient uh, hi-fi studio here. I, I like this better than our setup because there's nature in it. It is beautiful. Yeah, yeah we you, got it. We got it. my um, as you can see my uh, lawn care um, Strategy is is of the annihilation variety. We're like wh whatever nature wants to do <laughs> It's cool with me, man. It was here first. I'm into this. <laughs> so. I'll walk into it and I'll come out like some sort of fearsome hybrid bear man Yeah, either that or or uh, you know, like a flower lady. She's sure cool too. 
Yeah, there'll be a VHS tape in my intestines. It'll be amazing. <laughs> that shit was awesome. <laughs> watch that with you. <laughs> so, um, what what brings us here together today? Like the the the, the full cast readership loves hearing tales of um, audio adventure. So, audio adventure today was, um, you know, the Haint is known for uh, being an important cast member of this podcast. The Haint has created some of the most <clears throat> innovative audio. In sports podcasting, um, we never know when it will strike. We never know how it will strike. We never know what the exact variation of calamity and inspiration will be. Today was particularly special because I was working down in my office at 11 a.m. when I heard a sound not unlike a gunshot. And I thought, well, being a moron, I'm going to go investigate that. Then the power went out and I said, now I'm really curious. Someone shot my power. Yes. Someone, someone shot the outlet. I seen the bastard what shot the power. <laughs> I shot the power. Where's them Driscoll's? No Driscoll's getting after it. Um, so I went up and walked down the street and one of my neighbors said, yeah, there's a power line down and everything's on fire. <laughs> And when somebody says everything's on fire and they're in their 80s, you probably want to look because they've seen some shit. So I went and walked the dog down there and there was a wire down in a driveway a couple of houses down from mine belching flame like that electrical fire evil phosphorescent white just coming out mm. of the line and 20 people staring around at it. It's so, a fire-ass fire. It was a fire-ass fire. It was a definite... Uh, conflagration of some serious degree, but it knocked out the power to the house, so we all had to convene here at uh, Rancho Kirk. So, would you say this was an electric, more electric type or fire type? This the the emergence of this ghost. Uh, this ghost was definitely fire type with an electric accent. Okay, right. So a a fire type ghost in Pokemon terms that is a Litwick. It's a it's a cute little candle monster um, okay. that can evolve into a, a chandelabra monster. Um, an electric type ghost. We're looking at a. Uh, I scrolled past it. It's a. Uh, it's called a Rotom. It's 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 less cool. Yep. Actually, no. Holy shit! I've never seen this thing. It turns into. <laughs> lawnmower yeah that no amazing. it was definitely the rotom <laughs> that's the okay so we got an electric type ghost here yeah looks like it comes with its own little jaunty theme song yeah with lots of i've never seen this guy before at one point he is a microwave with claws <laughs> same we've all been there um <laughs> I, I will I will state that the funniest thing that I did see out of this was a cop car parked across the road blocking the open flame belching power cable sitting in someone's driveway and watching a uh, one of my neighbors simply drive through it. Nice. Just simply drive through the uh, blocked road and then uh, come over and uh, the cop stopped them and said, I know you see the car there. <laughs> Some people can't drive through leaves. Some Excuse people me, drive through electrical storms I have cop Ford cars. blindness. Uh-huh, yeah. I know you see the car there, and they simply did a three-point turn while everyone, all 20 people sitting around, who, by the way, prior to this, were just watching fire, look up and are like, what a fucking idiot. Like, all of them are like, you are the stupidest person ever born. I love people. Oh. I'm going to go with badass. Yeah. My favorite part... My favorite part... When I called Georgia Power while this was all happening, 
um, this was around noon, and they said, yeah, the estimated repair time on this is 2.15. Again, there was an electrical fire with a severed cable when last we looked. Mm -hmm. So, I love a job where, like any job, where you see something like that and you go, yeah, that shit happens all the time. We'll get to that. Yeah, that's fine. This follows. This follows up not the past, uh, not the most recent full cast after dark, but last week's full cast after dark, where I was knocked out because AT and T insisted for three straight days that there was quote no record of a power outage in my home, as I repeatedly sent them photographs <laughs> of the pile of cables that had fallen off the pole in my driveway, and they're like, "Can you unplug your modem and plug it back?" In? No. No. <laughs> Can you unplug the telephone pole? And plug it back in. Plug it back into the ground. Like I'm still, I was like, I am aware of. I'm being as polite as I can because I know customer service sucks. And I'm sending the photos like I am aware of the source of the outage. I believe I have spotted the problem. <laughs> Waist high pile of cables in my driveway. This is why Nikola Tesla really should have won out over Edison because instead of worrying about any of this, <laughs> you could have had a 45 foot tower over every home in America, harvesting direct current from the air itself. Yeah. And the ocean's bounty. Zapping Russians who are attempting <laughs> to evade in Command and Conquer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You might be worried about the bear army coming in, okay? But never fear. With Tesla coil technology, home intruders will be vaporized. Honey, go sleep up that prowler. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to know about it. It'll do it in the middle of the night as you rest. Just, just <laughs> harvesting, harvesting communists. That's how, that's how my daddy died. Set by a Tesla coil. Got 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 within a mile of a Tesla coil. That idiot. Also, it's like fentanyl. It is. You could just drop your kids yeah. off with a cure off. Just like you know, dropping them off with a blimp. Be great. In my kids' Halloween candy, there was a Tesla coil. <laughs> Yeah, that was the onion this morning, which was local kid disappointed they didn't get fentanyl in bag. <laughs> the sad looking kid in a costume just all rainbows. There's just so much so much like every every generation has its own powder that is actually not in Halloween candy and it's just so exciting to discover what that powder will be. I will tell you, the rumor in Atlanta when I was growing up here was, yeah, man, somebody's going to hand out cocaine and oh, yeah, candy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, even at that age, I was like, I know my friend's parents who mysteriously went bankrupt and disappeared. And let me tell you, they weren't letting that powder go anywhere. <laughs> they loved it. They loved it. They weren't just going to throw <laughs> it in any kid's bag. Um, I wanted to talk about the only thing I've been thinking about for the past two days. I know I'm just supposed to be thinking about college football right now, but that's not possible because Ross Chastain of Trackhouse Racing, that's is, correct. Is that is at it again. That is Pitbull's, Pitbull's race company, his team. Uh, Ross Chastain did the most badass thing I have ever seen in the history of NASCAR, and that includes Dale Earnhardt almost crashing a, in the grass. That bird is a Denny Hamlin fan. That bird is a Denny... De oh, the Denny Hamlin layer to this story is really, really good, and mm -hmm. we'll get to that. But, Jason, did you see uh, Ross Chastain go full send on the back of Martinsville? Spencer, I'm going to tell you this. I don't know who that is. Um, okay. I'm so excited okay. I, to what I've, this here, Let me tell you what I know. I saw... Um, racing internet was very excited about someone being very creative. Do I have that right so far? That is right. Okay. So have you can, seen the footage? Can I, I've scrolled past it. I haven't watched it. Can I give, uh, let me give Jason the background on Ross Chastain. Okay. 
Ross Chastain is from a watermelon farm in Florida and uh-huh. now races for Pitbull. Good. Um, <laughs> yes, correct. Good. You're all Bird caught up. So, yeah. Uh, that is that is all that is all you require. You may have heard something about Ross Chastain back in the summer. I'm going to show you a video of Ross Chastain back in the summer. Ross Chastain is the one that went that way. Uh-huh. We are looking at this. <laughs> Wee! Yeah, Which is legal in every video game. It is. Correct. This is an eye racing. But this is an eye racing move. Please hold that thought because it will come back. So, so Ross, uh, this was at the Brickyard in Indianapolis. Ross Chastain was penalized for taking this shortcut on the final lap, in which Good. I am in which I I am stand with the Twitter user uh, XX Blaze It Four Twenty who said if you wanted him to turn, you should have put a wall there. That that is correct. Um, we are going to show this to Jason. This is the NASCAR and NBC footage layered with the actual oh. in-car audio. Let's, let's get this right in the mic. Yeah. They hit a fucking turbo boost. <laughs> yes. Again, that's legal in video games. Um, it's legal so, in NASCAR per their statement today. So this is Martinsville. And Spencer, I'm going to interview you. You're a, you're a race car lifer. Mm-hmm. When you hit that tur- So uh, this is the final lap in Martinsville. In order to make the NASCAR playoffs, uh, Ross Chastain, who at the time was in 10th, was running in 10th. He was running in 10th and he needed... He needed to get up to 8th. Uh, so he needed to finish 8th or better to make the playoffs. His team told him this on turn 2 of the final lap. Of a, a half-mile track. So he'd already eaten up a quarter mile of this half-mile track. And they're like, dude, you need two spots. And he's like, so, right. <laughs> is the scoring system that complex that it took the entire race to calculate? Or? No, they were just... Unclear. Unclear, and I think things were... were they were, they were there fluid. There was a lot okay, happening. Okay. There was a lot happening. Okay. Um, the, so, the MSNB MSNBC man with the touchscreen was calculating it all. The, the the Steve Kornacki was yeah. like, he needs two spots! Yeah. And a county in Pennsylvania! Spencer, I'm, I'm a lifelong NASCAR enthusiast, but I've never driven on a racetrack, and you've done the driving at NASCAR uh-huh. experience. How does one shift gears normally when going into that turn? I'm so glad you asked. Daniel Suarez gave a complete guide to how you drive Martinsville on the NBC, on uh, NASCAR and NBC, and this is what he said. He said, in Martinsville, typically when you're going around, you are in third and fourth gear. There's only fifth above that in a NASCAR machine currently. What you do is you go into that turn and you downshift into third and then accelerate out of it into fourth. What did Ross Chastain do? He put it into fifth, Holly, and left it there. So and left it there. When, when most people go down, it sounds like what you're saying is <laughs> when most people go down, he went up. So everyone else is doing 78 miles an hour. New York Times, can I have your money now? Yes. Everyone else is doing 78 miles an hour coming out of that turn, all right? And they have their hands on the wheel. Per his own testimony after the race, Ross Chastain, in 10th place, decided the best thing to do was to do the real-life eye-racing move, take his hands off the goddamn wheel, and you can hear him shift into fifth as he caroms caroms into the wall, turns himself into a highlight ball in the heel of the pelota, and is shot out towards the wall. I don't know if it looked more like Rocket League or like um, when he hits the wall, as soon as he hits the wall, I'm sure someone has done this, but what my brain heard was, let's go! <laughs> That's the thing! Nobody really has. Um, let, let me just quote some, first of all, let me quote Ross Chastain himself, which the first thing you hear him say 
after he gets through his, I guess that does work. I saw a quote, I don't know if it's real or not, and I, I guess I didn't realize it was this, where um, he said, that worked in GameCube, and I wanted to see if it no, worked. No, that's real. Really, that's that, the post. He, said that he said that in the post-game interview, he credited GameCube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Video games are real. NASCAR 2005, to be specific. As a young eighth-generation watermelon farmer in Alva, Florida, <laughs> Lee County, he played NASCAR 2005, he and says, then, says, lo, someday, 17 someday. years later, at the um, age of 29, he decided to finally implement this strategy. Uh, that is NASCAR's last great video game, too, by the way. Just, yeah, just pointing out, is, NASCAR is 2005 the is the like, last great one. Luke Skywalker defeats the Death Star because he once shot a rat. Like, yeah. this is the same thing. This is the kid in flight school who's like, hey, I used to shoot rats, and everyone in the briefing is like, <laughs> the in car. First of all, the in-car the in car camera and audio from oh. when he steers into the wall and decides <laughs> to turn like it into a... space shuttle breaking it does. There's, like, smoke and shit flying off <laughs> of it. There's just one panel in the front right of the car that's just like, hello. Waving at just him. Standing There's, up. like, mysterious vapor and steam flying from one like, corner the car of the car. His his pit crew is going, keep it there. <laughs> Steady. The crew is so calm the entire time this is happening. And because this is NASCAR and this is great, you get everybody, you get all the other drivers' audio too. So you get, for example, Chase Briscoe, his rival on the track, going, that's the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, you had multiple F1 drivers calling him a hero. Daniel Ricardo <laughs> said he was a legend. He's like, absolute legend. Fernando Alonso, who is 41 years old and is supposed to be the voice of reason and maturity, was no, like, this is I like have the, never seen anything that Brian cool. The Brian McCann of this particular yeah, yeah. set was like, that was bad. He said it was the best moment in motorsports of the year. He did a full season in F1, and he's like, no, this is it, bro. This is it. Um, I will give you more data just to go Whoa. ahead and drop your jaw oh, tell, further. Tell them about the lap. J Jason is a Jason is a, a stat head. He's a, he's an analytical brain. Tell him about the lap time. Martinsville lap times. The record is somewhere around twenty seconds. Okay, for this because you know you've got a bunch of people rumbling around this half mile strip very very slowly and and breaking and they're all in a crowd and it's very hard to just run an honest lap. You're always dealing with like somebody on your left, somebody on your right, somebody in front of you, right? Um, the lap record now belongs to Ross Chastain because by, much? All, by two seconds, <laughs> by about two seconds, he's a lap record for Martinsville, which has been around for decades. He set a lap record because he did it in 18 seconds. He found the shortcut. The average speed for that final lap is somewhere around 78 miles an hour for everybody. Ross Chastain's average is around 100 for that lap. And when he hit so, the wall, the sensor broke at 130 miles an hour. So, if he had done this the entire time, we did the yep. math last night, he would have finished... Uh-huh. 51 laps ahead. Yes! <laughs> if he had been able to do three and four like so that the, the entire So, race. the reason not to do that would be, uh, I assume it's it's difficult. <laughs> and I assume this car would have the exploded. Car, the car does not react... The car does not react... Um, I don't want to say kindly, but the car no. does not react <laughs> gently. Because no. these cars are designed to just get to the end of the race. That's it. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. And ba they barely manage that. Correct. Right. And Ross Chastain, by the way, ending up at the finish of this race is always kind of a miracle because Ross Chastain <laughs> is a highly aggressive driver who... Oh, really? Throughout, <laughs> yes. Throughout the season, in addition to deciding to freestyle on the Indy <laughs> Road Course and completely miss a turn and take a three-second... <laughs> he took a three-second penalty rather than try to negotiate that turn with 20 cars. Was it worth it? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Actually, which just made every yeah. Yeah, he just declined the turn. Just nah. He's like, uh -huh. I don't Fuck that. Bartle beat his ass. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather not. Maybe this is like we we they fucked up letting speedrunners <laughs> drive this is, drive. This is correct. I'm trying to think of a mimetic equivalent in college football, but like, I, I, this would be like if Jameis had had fallen backwards in. Uh, in the Rose Bowl, and then somehow done another different, better falling backwards after if that one. If he'd done the uh, Atari football, fallen off screen and reemerged in the other yeah. end zone. Well, yeah. we we were trying to figure out what this was the equivalent of, and well, because you have to, I'm trying to figure out what the equivalent of his body of work is. Like when you count Indy and this, like first of all, this guy, either one of these by themselves would have set this guy in the pantheon for the year, but he managed to do them both within like what three months of each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. There's another layer here, and I love it, because Ross Chastain, by the way, once, when he was at uh, Missouri at Gateway, he pissed off not only Denny, Denny Hamlin so badly that Denny Hamlin pulled up. Hey, who's Denny Hamlin? Another racer. Okay. Um, veteran. A, a bit of an old head. Yeah, a bit of an old head. Yeah. He pissed Denny Hamlin off so much that Denny Hamlin pulled up, slowed down, and waited for him and tried to wreck him <laughs> in the middle. And the announcers, it was so obvious that the announcers were like, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here it comes. But not only um, that. Hey, Spencer, who did Ross Chastain beat out for the spot in the playoffs on... Sunday. It turns out that by turning himself into a toboggan <laughs> sideways at 130 miles an hour and hitting boost on the last two turns of Martinsville, he ended up in fifth place, thus edging out the man in sixth place, who was Denny, Denny Hamlin. Hamlin. <laughs> <laughs> and Denny Hamlin's like, you can hear his in car audio, he's like, we lost on that. <laughs> <laughs> As Wario passes him. <laughs> no, he's Waluigi. He is Waluigi. He's Waluigi. He's still, like, there's no, like, Wario at least has an ethos, right? Mm -hmm. Waluigi is, Waluigi's thing is he's, like, the um, the most frustrating loser. Like, Wario can win sometimes. Waluigi never wins. So yeah. So here, it, nothing was actually won, right? It's just... You get to the next. Well, so yeah. Ross has awesome. in the playoffs, so he gets a chance to do something like this. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see how he tops himself. Now. And like, does Ro this track have lots of uh, traps and speed boosts and shortcuts? <laughs> or, or have we simply not discovered them yet? It turns out you can just drive does across it, the infield. That's does totally this track legal. have lots of false walls? <laughs> Ross Chastain is testing the fences for weaknesses systematically. <laughs> he remembers. Does it have lots of warp whistles and <laughs> raptor ass driver? Oh, now I need that sound over the over the, the thing in June, just like da 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 da. So um so yeah uh, that is that is all I've been able to think about is Ross Chastain reinventing racing and the final lap by hitting boost. There's an angle from the stands on it, by the way, where it really does look like he's been shot out of a cannon, and you can hear everyone in the stands like, "Yes, yes, <laughs> he has done it." Finally, someone has done. It. You know, every like eight year old in the stands is like, "Well." I I tried to tell him to do that the entire time. Yeah. Nobody would I, listen. This is what I can't stop thinking about. This weekend was somebody's first NASCAR race. Yeah. And they're Don't ever go to another one. And they're last. Yeah. You're done. So now is it going to be a thing where um, on the, that turn every time everyone tries it? Mass oh God, cataclysm. So. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be so slow like, after the first impact, though. What if you Tokyo Drift in a popcorn machine? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's gonna come out with three inches of armor on the and Vaseline on the right side of their wall, right? Like on the right side of the car, just because they're like, "What do you? What's that for? Nothing. Nothing. It's fine." Everybody running. Just gonna hug the rail the entire time. <laughs> 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 Sparks. 
No one passes anyone. Just looks like a choo-choo train. We okay. call it the bull scraper. Ross Chastain exploded on lap six. <laughs> they eventually grind their cars down to, to nothing, and one regular racer, Ross Chastain, is just driving normally. <laughs> on the layers upon layers upon layers of this that are magnificent, somewhere Pitbull is fist pumping, going like, Dale! I'm, res I'm responsible for this. Hey, what does Dale mean? <laughs> let's go. I'm just saying. Yeah, let's go. We went. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. I have one more. Thank you for catching me up on this, by the way, because I was camping this weekend. Uh huh. And I, you know, I, I was hopping in and out for, for work as needed. But I got a text message from my father on Sunday that said, be sure and see the end of the race at Martinsville. And I said, I'm in the woods. What happened? He said, it can't be described. Watch when you can. And I thought he was being needlessly cryptic. And so I just ignored this. And so I didn't figure this out till last night that something had happened. <laughs> because I came out of the woods and the internet had already moved on. And it was like, it was like, well, like 11 o'clock. I was like, hey, did something happen at Martinsville? And thank you, internet, for providing me with every possible camera angle since the, then. I the, love you all. There, the only thing that could possibly compare, in cart, it used to be legal to cut corners. <laughs> like, basically, like, if you left the road, they were like, ah, you know, just keep it going. It's fine. And Alex Zanardi at uh, Laguna Seca once just passed by going straight through straight through a cutoff. It was like an S-curve and he was like, nope. <laughs> and he off-roaded in a cart car, which is a lot like an F1 car, and just blasted straight through it in an open-wheel car. That's the last thing I can remember that was this innovative before Ross Chastain won, cutting corners at Indy, and two, uh, doing what he did in Martinsville. I'm oh. still floored. Well, I'm just grateful to the analytics community for whoever it was that convinced this, this young man that um, <laughs> the shortest route is the fastest route. <laughs> the shortest route is through a wall. The analytics community being iRacing, <laughs> being Mario Kart. <laughs> Is this homeschool math in the complimentary sense? I think so. <laughs> he is from Florida watermelon country. Well, well, he's either the most brilliant, intuitive understander of physics in the world, or he's a complete moron. There's really not a lot in between, right? I mean, it sounds like you ran the simulations on, on, <laughs> on GameCube. This is science! <laughs> GameCube never lied to me. <laughs> he had a NFL street. That was, that was totally, totally fit, accurate physics. Uh, if Randy Moss jumps against a wall, that is what will happen. He will spiral yeah. through the air. If you have a six-inch tall linebacker, he will have a speed of 105 <laughs> in Madden. This is all canon. It's all totally accurate. Server, did you, you played NASCAR 2005. Did they have the mean lunch lady, cafeteria lady uh, spotter? Did they? I don't remember. I, I don't one. remember a cafeteria lady spotter. No, no, no. There's one woman who sounded like every mean cafeteria lady you ever had, you know? Uh, she was a spotter, and she's like, drive it like you stole it. Body shop people won't be happy with that. Hey, keep that thing on the road. Like, she was, she's one of the coolest video game, like, characters ever, because this lady was just constantly hounding you about what a shit driver you were. Damn, I should have like, went to my audio options, clearly. Yeah, you, like, if you won, she was like, eh, that's fine. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Get it back in the garage. We gotta go. <laughs> she, was, <laughs> she was a god. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Speaking of, uh, I have no. Speaking of, we gotta go. Speaking of, we gotta go. <laughs> Good um, afternoon to Brian Harson. So, okay. So, so is that the pressing order of business? The, uh, I don't feel particularly <laughs> pressed or surprised. <laughs> I like. It feels like we have at least a month of Auburn coaching search, possibly two oh. months of it. Um, and it, it honestly, it feels like 
just just let it just just let some real good shit surface. Let's let's decant this. Yeah, yeah. And let the flavors fight. <laughs> just enjoy just enjoy Cadillac Williams. SEC head coach. Apparently, by the way, one person sitting around this table said that Cadillac Williams had been spotted with the yellow fella uh, at an wow. earlier episode this season. Wow. Oh. Oh. So, um, the only thing that I really wanted to point out was um, Brian Harson's statement, which is looks like it's been done in Word, first of all. Congrats. Uh, it's not a notes app statement. Um, Paragraph two. Through my entire time at Auburn, we did things the right way, which is not always the easy way. I'm not even going to quibble with that. I'm just going to skip to the third paragraph, which says, like any coach with the benefit of hindsight, there are things that could have been done differently. Yeah. So. I like that he said, we weren't going to do it the easy way. And I'm like, nope, nothing looked easy. Absolutely <laughs> it look not. Difficult. Uh, this concludes my personal thoughts on Brian Harson's firing at Auburn. My um, only thought at this time was that Auburn's Auburn's statement, in turn, did not mention Brian Harson at all, or even mm. specify that the person so. they were firing was the head football coach. <laughs> did it not? It said, we're making a leadership change. And I don't know, if I'm Brian Harson, I just sort of show up. You didn't say anything You didn't say me, no. yeah. Go to Mexico again. Just wait for the direct deposit. <laughs> you will have to find me on the Altiplano. <laughs> I will be up high, where your, where your methods of communication cannot reach me. I I also wanted to point out that they got a new athletic director after the firing, which is my favorite thing. This is like when there's a coup and they're like, well, who did it? And we're like, we're not sure. But the new president is this guy, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, well, it wasn't me. Couldn't have been him. Mm -mm, no, couldn't have been me. Hands off, dog. I'm just coming in to <laughs> fix things. I definitely didn't do that. The, um, the gentleman from Mississippi State, do I have that right? Mm-hmm which led someone at Mississippi State to become so mad that they posted about it on Twitter with such anger that some of their words were underlined on Twitter. <laughs> Bud! And no one knows how this happened. <laughs> this, is my, this is how I found out about this, because Bud Elliott quote-tweeted this guy with the, first of all, it's this, like, six-paragraph thing, which the self-effort... He called it a new low in college athletics, first of all. Is he new? Which, mm. um... Second of all, he evoked the word selfish. Um, but I found out about this because it was in a quote tweet from Bud Elliott that said, hey, how'd this guy underline those words? <laughs> I I, know. Bud, Bud cuts the important thing here. Like, everyone's like, sir, how dare, sir, sir, I, I insist. You know. I didn't know you could use Unicode on Twitter. I think it's a, yeah, I, I guess you go to one of those websites where it's like you can get wingdings and put it on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And But to use it for mere underlining is... <laughs> <laughs> Selfish. That's good shit. Uh, that would be new AD John Cohen, who, when he was at Mississippi State, hired Joe Moorhead. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. uh, who's now coach at who Akron. Who did good. Everyone loved him. I will say that. Everyone really liked Joe Moorhead. They didn't like him going 6-6. Six and six. I was... don't think Joe is in line for the... And they didn't uh... like Joe Moorhead having two winning seasons and going to a bowl? Uh, no, they didn't like that. So then uh, that's why he's he went to Oregon, and now he's at Akron, where he's doing... He will probably get through the season. Mm. Yes, he will probably get through the season. Um, maybe, though. Whoa. Yeah, they're bad. I'm looking at um, the... Uh, right now, speaking of Akron, I'm looking at the very bottom of the uh, computer rankings composite. I've never seen this before. UMass is nearly a clean sweep last in almost all of them. Whoop! This is 83 different rankings in which UMass ranks, and I'm, there's there's like 
maybe not even ten of them in which UMass is not last. That's incredible shit. That's beautiful. Yes. Uh, so Texas A and M probably beating UMass. <laughs> We're gonna go ahead. We're gonna and get another win in there for you, Jimbo. <laughs> We're gonna pencil it in. Every dollar was worth it. <laughs> um, but then hired Mike Leach. That is uh, who has taken 120 minutes. And, lest we forget, hid his phone. That is correct. In case you doubt whether he's a pro, he hid his phone. Uh, that means that Auburn's head coaching position is open. Um, we do get to savor this coaching search, but the first uh, note out of this bottle... Ah! It's a, a whiff of... Mmm! Bold Lane Kiffin. No... No. Yeah, that's that Brandon Marcello reporting that. All like right. that is a guy who reported on Auburn for the better part of like six or seven years. I'm I'm not I'm I'm not I'm not dissing Brandon. I'm not dissing the reporting. Uh, the, the problems that Lane has with being in Oxford are super not going to be solved by Lane living in Auburn. Yeah, but you know who he gets along with? That's right, Nick Saban, Wolfpack, Bruce Pearl. Oh, God. Oh, God. Zionist Lane Kiffin is a thing I'm not prepared for. <laughs> okay, yeah. question, 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 question. Uh-huh. Um, Alex Kirshner, of course, was first into the pool investigating uh, whether or not Auburn had hired one of the chosen as their athletic director. Mm-hmm. Does the cadre of Auburn fans that invited Richard Spencer to speak at the school now have to put up their own house-divided license plate? Oh, God. <laughs> Just to make clear to their Nazi friends that they don't condone this? Remember that... It's just gotta be, it's gotta be tough sledding for them. You, you absolutely hate to see it. Remember that the thing that Richard Spencer really lost the crowd with <laughs> yes, when he was at Auburn? Yes, I do! Was when he said, why do you follow this football team? Yeah. When he was talking about, you know, people who shouldn't be mixing and said, you know, why do you have this team? Why do you root for this team? Wasn't it something like, why do you have a statue of, of Bo Jackson or something like that? Like, he, yeah. was, he was angry that there were... He stepped in it as hard as he possibly He was angry there were statues of black men on Auburn's oh, campus man. and like, buddy, you're not Bo Jackson. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> so you just say some shit about Cam Newton. I dare you. <laughs> dare you, you son of a bitch. You had me for a minute, but then you started t talking shit about the team. Yeah, yeah. I liked the, the racism up until the part about um, Bama being better than us. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> is um, I also wanted to just like, okay, Jason, this is the if if we, if you're hiring. Oh God! Okay. No, no, no! If you're if you're hiring, you know, and I, Jason, by the way, you're hiring. I'm not saying that you're doing this for uh, the best interest of Auburn. <laughs> sure, I'm just of saying I am. I'm giving you hmm. godlike reign. Okay, you have all the money in the world to hire whomever you want for this job for your own personal entertainment. Right. Not the betterment of the institution. Right. But your own purposes. Yeah, uh, Dabo. Just slide him on over from... Is he going to be okay without the lake? Just slide him over from Auburn East. We'll build him a lake. He can bring his castle. That's very true. He should just... His first sentence when he takes the Auburn job should be, I've always hated hills. <laughs> <laughs> I've won, that, I've won that the is same... That's what he would say, it is, yeah. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm so glad to be on flat land. The, the, plains, the plains are an honest geography where you can see your neighbor and your neighbor can see you. And yes, I do live in a gated home. The devil provides obstructions. 
things in your path, like a hill. Here at Auburn, it's godly and flat. Well, I've gone from the highlands of Clemson Stadium to Highlands Church. <laughs> you know, even even the stadium there didn't suit me being known as Death Valley because that's below ground and that's dishonest, but just in a different way. I'm here. I'm going to rename Auburn Stadium. This is Jordan Hare, but I'm going to call it Life Valley. This is now Life Valley. Yeah. <laughs> I can't summon a Dabo voice for some reason. Uh, you just, well, it'll change once he gets there. It will. That's true. He's <laughs> not Brian Kelly. <laughs> yeah, but more of a. I'm, I'm thinking more of a Mac Brown inflection, where it's just you know it'll pick up local notes and flavors and textures. Oh, boys. This is part of my awful pitch for Auburn. I'm like, it's closer to rattlesnakes. There's way more rattlesnakes. Mm -hmm. You a big, you a big snake guy? You're about to be. You're about to be. <laughs> they <laughs> just built a Bucky's. Mm -hmm. oh, mm -hmm. Yeah. I hear there's a Culver's now. There's a Culver's in Auburn. That's what I, that's what that's what I've been told. Per sources. And really, it's the southern border that we're worried about securing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, actually, big argument for Davo taking that gig. It's way closer to Sandestin. It's way closer to Santa Rosa Beach. Like. 30 A's right there. And I know Dabo's about that 30 A life. 100%. We went down to Red Bar. It burned down, but they built it back up. The wait was two hours, and I didn't even mind. Great day. Salt life. So then if you're Clemson, you go and get, uh, let's see. All right, all right. Uh, let's pass this along. Holly, if you are now in charge of hiring for Clemson. <laughs> oh. Can't wait to see what job I have to fill. <laughs> Can't wait. Hang on, I'm 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 spiraling down into my power. In the meantime, a lawnmower in the background. Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher. <laughs> yeah. Oh Sexy man, pig. I don't have to. That is. <laughs> Clemson, yes, it is. Clemson, you're looking real nice. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, now you don't have to fill a job, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Deeply unemployed, Jeff Fisher. <laughs> I've got a job he can fill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, in all in all uh, in all seriousness, you want a guy who has had success in a smaller market, uh, making making well high high profile moves and higher profile moves that are uh, uh, that will provide a beacon of light uh, towards the school, and that's why I think you got to give Jim Elmora a call. Oh, he's yeah. he's been doing a lot. He's been doing great work at UConn. Yeah. If you can get UConn to a bowl, you can get Clemson to the playoffs. I'm saying, I'm saying. Um, I, I would also, if I were there, uh, take a look at Rick Stockstill. <laughs> just to see what happens. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just to see what Bring happens. him back? Really? Just like, Bring him yes! yes! Back. He's the reason we got Tommy Bowden in the first damn place. <laughs> oh, restart the cycle. Yeah. Hey, Tommy Bowden's not busy. Shit, that'd be kind of cool, actually. <laughs> return to our roots. We're flying a little high. Let's return a little, to our roots. Close to the sun. Our roots are. I'd give anything for a seven and five season. Y'all have no idea. I'd be. In, I'd give anything to kick a field goal down forty-eight nothing. That NC State game, dramatic every year now. Mm. Might win, might lose. Um, Spencer, you know, I think you're in charge of uh, UConn. Just, just, just um, up. Okay, so we're gonna fill that UConn gig. No one else has made the call, but I think UConn needs help. Herb Edwards. Hit, no, no, oh, no. Okay. Herb, oh, it's no. time. The man, the only man who has ever actually wanted the job. The only man who's ever actually, Finally. I know for a fact, wanted Welcome the UConn. Welcome back, Papa. Houston Nutt. Yeah. He's in New York all the time anyway. The he, right reverend. You know he flies up for that CBS sports show. They fly up Houston <laughs> Nutt. Where Houston. do you think he stays? Um, he stays New York at, hotels have to freak that man out. 
He stays at a Comfort Inn. He stays at like whatever the Holiday Inn Express. Like out on a highway. Yeah, he stays out. He stays out by the airport, right? How far out of New York do you have to go to find like a Hampton? I, no, wait. There's Han- There's a Hampton in the city. I feel like that would terrify me. But wh- wherever the hotels in The Sopranos happen, right? Like that's somewhere in like Jersey. Oh shit! Wait, Clemson just saw you guys. Clemson just saw amazing success with a longtime assistant at a storied Power Five program coming in and finally given given the reins to build a program on his own terms has seen unprecedented heights scaled with Dabo. And when he vacates, baby, you got to call Brian Ferentz. It's time. Oh, Ooh, that is a good call. Yeah. Should I'll happily get that man laid. <laughs> <laughs> I will make it happen. <laughs> I will kiss Brian Ferentz to make this happen. I'll fuck Brian Ferentz. It's fine. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Actually, the actual funniest thing would be that uh, Dabo goes to Auburn and Clemson hires Gus. <laughs> there are worse ideas. <laughs> Switch! Swing your partner, Rondale. I, uh, I, Clemson's so weird because I now, like, I now can't really imagine them being bad it's been so long no i mean i i have experience with them being mid Mm. right Mm. middle old clemson just middle old clemson middle clemson Clemson. yeah um yeah right now by the way you can see um cerber is currently looking into the zoom camera and he has on uh his arms are folded and he has uh, a lot a frustrated coach he is chewing an imaginary bit of cud and he has on a clemson visor the, yeah, he, he's sucking his teeth pretty hard yeah the last bad clemson we're looking at i'll tell you what it feels like 98 the last year of the tommy west regime Oof. three and eight tommy west last seen quitting yeah, the rick stock still <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah baby defeating only Furman and hey beat south carolina fuck them and kick the shit out of the big tens maryland Whee! sorry I can't remember which player I was talking to, but they said they were in a car with Tommy Bowden, and Tommy Bowden didn't recognize him, even though he'd been on his team. He's like, so, hey, who are you? What are you doing? He's like, dude, you recruited me. And, like, I think, you know, like, no, he didn't go to clubs, but he, like, recruited him intensely. And he's like, so, man, how'd you get here? And he's like, you recruited me out of high school, dude. So, who are you? Yeah. Oh, hey, how about that? Tommy, we made love. Yeah. And then I think he went to sleep. That yeah. always seems difficult to me, though, as like as a person with like face blindness and name forgetfulness. Like mm. if you're a, if you're a coach for like twenty years, man, that's like well over a thousand people you're supposed and to. And you spend most of the time with their helmets on. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. You're like, hey, turn around. Let me look at your thighs. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's... <laughs> I'd recognize those cheeks. Anyway. Yeah, I know. There's probably football players or you know coaches. Your haunches. I mean, yeah. if, if I see if I'm walking behind Algie Crumpler, I'm gonna be like Algie, right? Just one look at those haunches, and I'll I'm know exactly what I'm comfortable enough to have at. this conversation. There's several butts that I would instantly recognize strictly off the football <laughs> field and be like, nope, that, yeah, Algie's one of them. I'd be like, that's the biggest ass I've ever seen on a man. Algie Vince Crumpler. Vince Wolfork, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Vince is, like, perfectly ogre-shaped. Like, he is made perfect for a defensive tackle. Like, I think I would recognize him. That's either Shrek or Vince Wolfork. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Like, that would exact, be a good tumbler. Yeah, Shrek or Vince <laughs> Just coloring me sitting there at like one thirty in the morning. You walk in. What the hell are you doing, dude? I'm uh, I'm photoshopping Vince Wilfork Shrek. <laughs> That's what I do with my life. I'm trying to solve the riddle. Yeah, 
I'm, I'm nearing my conclusion. This is this is the simulation. The science follows. Shh, silence. <laughs> Daddy's work is important. <laughs> the answers are coming to me as we speak. <laughs> ah, divinity, speak. You tumble, tumble the dice along the floor. And let the numbers, let the numbers speak to you in color. Instead of a pentagram, I'm drawing on the floor. It's just Shrek's face, just doing that. His little ears are the points. They have candles in them. I sense the vibrations in the air. The sparks are reuniting. <laughs> I like that Shrek oh, is so God. deeply embarrassing culturally that it's just like not at Maryland. Yeah, no, not in Maryland. You can yeah, do we've a all show. decided Shrek is cool. That's yeah, really? <laughs> it sucks. It's cool. <laughs> this is the dumbest shit ever. Yeah, I love take, it. I'll man. take another one whenever it's you great. got it. Shrek Nine: The Donkey Fucks the Dragon Again. <laughs> well, <laughs> that happened. Yeah, that's you well, know. Uh, okay. Yeah, not on camera. I don't know that. I haven't seen all okay. of them. That might have been really? a part. Yeah, no. That might be Mike Felder's objection to the six-minute sex scene. Yeah, I don't... talking about on Hand in the Dirt. <laughs> is there a sex... Mike Felder saying the sentence, is there a sex scene in Daniel Day-Lewis's Lincoln is one of my favorite mm. things I have heard in this year. It was never answered to anyone's satisfaction, by the way. <laughs> Get right? it, Because the, the movie is about, like, bringing together um, arch-rivals. Mary Todd, let me nibble up under that hip skirt. <laughs> the movie's about, you know making friends among enemies, as mm -hmm. I understand. I uh, never watched that movie because I'm sure it's very well made, but it seemed like homework. I see you, girl, and all I say is thick Semper Tyrannus. I did it. I did it. I'm so glad there was a leaf blower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, different, a different leaf blower this time. It's a different leaf blower. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, they, they, there has to be it's one a, running at all times. I like it out here. It's mandatory if you're outside in the United States, somebody has so a leaf you, blower. You're blowing your fucking leaves onto someone else's yard. Mm -hmm. They're going to blow them onto someone else's. Just constantly redistributing leaves. When archaeologists discover that this is what we did with our money, they're going to be like, these people should have died out. <laughs> these fucking morons. Extinction was too kind. Don't they know the ground eats leaves? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's for. <laughs> what did they do? They attached really polluting engines, uh-huh, to a tube, uh-huh, and then they blew natural mulch at each other. Did this clean anything? No, well, no, it did no. not. Was this considered some sort of an insult? Was it? A no, no, they no. just did it. <laughs> just did it mindlessly and poorly. Every day. This must have been some sort of a, a ritual about yeah. uh, clear, cleaning the land. Were these, yeah, were these important industries? No, they died in like 10 years and everyone got another well, job. They, they must have been clearing way for uh, life-sustaining crops. Yeah, no, no, no. Just then grass. They, yeah, then they just went inside and photoshopped pictures of Shrek and Vince Wilfork together. That's what they did. Ah, craftsmen. Yeah, we lost nothing. Great we lost artists. absolutely nothing. We lost nothing. great artists. I love that if uh, in, anything, any any art set 2,000 years in the past, once it's discovered, becomes, hmm, this was a fertility god, right? So like when they find Shrek and Vince Wolfork making love, clearly this was a fertility god, not to meant to meant to boon the harvests. No, that's not it was what it was for. <laughs> like some some dude was took an edible and it got weird and he opened Photoshop and there we go. He posted this to something called Tumblr, <laughs> which was which was where they stored all their fertility all gods. Their, all their most important knowledge was on Tumblr. Oh my God, Tumblr is our Lasco caves. Oh my God, it was. It's mostly cats. Yeah. <laughs> cat, cat gods. Actually, you will find lots of those on Tumblr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, I did. I forgot. I hired for UConn, and I hired. Oh, yeah. And I, and right. I hired, we had Jim Olmora, and that means we need to. It's week ten. Let's just keep this going. Yeah. So you week eleven. Well, so no, you you hired for UConn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. UConn Salt. We've closed the loop, I think. Yeah. Okay. Whew. Yeah, All right. CBS, CBS can find their own. Um. Maybe maybe Harm can go there. So we have entered the point in the season at which the playoff committee is a thing, which is always very exciting. Um, everyone has numerous, numerous beefs with it. They watch the games. They watch all the games. They watch all the games. They watch they so many They insist that they watch all the games. That's how you know. They sit in a room like the guy at the end of Matrix 3 with every game beaming directly into their brain. They watch all of the games. Look how they suffer. Look how they suffer. See how they <laughs> suffer. See how they suffer. They go through for us. Um, so it's sort of the time of the year when it's kind of like unavoidable to think about the end of the season. Um, I happen to be a person who is just always thinking about that because my brain's sort of a spreadsheet. But I gather that some people like shit like, you know, like uh, fight songs and fans and uh, like highlights and like nerds. Yeah, I don't. I, I like if there was a way to just watch a game via dots, I would do it. But um, only the NFL has the dots. But nevertheless, it is playoff spreadsheet time. Um, and tonight, before the first rankings come out, um, one thing, one one sort of fun thing that has emerged is the possibility that uh, neither Georgia nor Ohio State will be number one. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait! In favor of whom? It's, uh, well. <clears throat> no, no. About, about no. that. There's only I'm one. So glad you asked. No. no. It's Jason, so I know he's not fucking with me. It's, no. uh, it's, it's possible. And not, not. Oh, Jesus. This comes to us from literally the person whose job it is to think about the playoff 365 days a year, Heather Dinich, who says uh, it would not be a surprise if Tennessee's number one based on you got the W over Bama. This is. Now everybody's looking at us. <laughs> Not only this, stop that. This could establish Georgia Tennessee as a game of the century, a one versus two. <laughs> I'm Which, upset again. I was doing so well. Now Ohio State could yep. be number one. Then okay, okay. Stop looking at us. Or Georgia could be number one. Okay, that's okay. fine. Comfy. I mean, comfy. I, 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 I personally would argue uh, Georgia, <laughs> Georgia beating Oregon by 46 points is better than Tennessee beating Bama. So sure, leave Georgia number one, but just be prepared for. <laughs> Or <laughs> some things. Uh, let, let, let's 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 do this. Um, okay. Let's instead look at stupid things that could go wrong. Thank That's you for easing me into that, by the way, because <laughs> yeah. I genuinely had not considered that specter. I thought this we don't get to do this a lot. I thought you were going to hear something Jason said in person and then walk off the porch. <laughs> Just leave. Go jump on the trampoline. Yeah, just go jump on the trampoline. I'm just gonna lay face down on the trampoline, <laughs> just with my arms at my side. I'm fine. Just like a face down plank. Just rustle. Not here. Cover me with additional leaves. <laughs> I will make a nutritious paste. Let me mulch. Do not, do not, do not blow leaves off of me. Please leave them here. Please just like leave a little post-it note on the back of my neck. Please mulch. Compost me. Yeah. <laughs> Allow decay. <laughs> it's 
it's how she would have wanted to go. Yes! Yeah, she hasn't gone yet. Just give her a minute. <laughs> it's how I want to continue going. <laughs> oh, why are more millennials mulching? <laughs> Quitting their jobs and lying down to become compost. It's called quiet living. Yeah, it's quiet living. <laughs> I would like to consume as little like energy to, as possible. I would like to quiet quit this mortal coil. <laughs> I, I do have to say though, I never, I never really get to do this. But in terms of, I specifically requested the opposite of this. There's really nothing better than Tennessee potentially getting a number one playoff spot. I just, re I just realized that <gasps> that moving to Tampa is the quiet quitting of life. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It seems to be going pretty loud for for, for a, some a certain individual who moved there. <laughs> for some. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you can survive many, many years of a difficult relationship, but the minute Tampa becomes part of the equation, brother, it's over. The, the minute the, the Hooters capital of America enters, <laughs> crests the horizon. What's what's yeah. in life's getting loud? What's intolerable? A place where the Bonefish Grill is the number one restaurant. <laughs> that no disrespect to the Bonefish Grill. Whoa. I just think it's a, it's a great year for um, Zillions for Fashion. <laughs> 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 be a lot of that going on. There's like a bunch of like uh, piling tires in the middle of the road, and I was like, "When your political movement is, it sucks. We're just gonna throw garbage everywhere." I'm like, that's great. Yeah, and again, so no wonder she left Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, with the playoff emerging, I have I, I used to do bowl projections every week when I had a job. Um, <laughs> hey. Hey. I like this job. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, but uh, I still retain some of that information, uh, so I'm going to attempt to apply some of it here. Um, I have attempted to come up with the stupidest. Uh, let's. I have about ten bowl games here that I think oh, they're excellent. all as dumb as they could possibly be. I'm ready. Um, we're going to start at the top. All right. We're going to start with the playoff. All right. Let me hit you with the dumbest Peach Bowl semifinal that is quite realistic. Um, these teams have one loss each, um, Power 5 conferences. Uh, here's one semifinal. Number one seed, Ole Miss. Ha! <laughs> versus North Carolina. That's your playoff <laughs> semifinals. That's an amazing hug. The, uh, the point total, we're setting it at 90. <laughs> <laughs> That's when Mac Brown greets Lane Kiffin, and he's like, "You've done a great job as the interim." And Lane's like, "Who are you?" Yeah, young man. Nana? And he's like, "Nana." Nana. <laughs> <laughs> Just Lane Kiffin walking up, going like, "You look like you solved mysteries on the BBC." <laughs> Lane Kiffin's never, never heard of the BBC. Dude, it would change <laughs> his life. Has he never heard about BBC, acronym. or does he have a? Does he have like a? Oh God. Yeah. I was yep. going to say, or does he have a quiet, long-standing tundra for Gillian Anderson? And he's like, I thought that her quiet strength in the fall was a really meditative expression of grief. Yeah, no. it's. Yeah, I, I agree. I think yeah. so. Maybe both. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, there's absolutely no reason it can't be both. Our other semifinal will be number two seed out of the Big Ten, Illinois. No, wait. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just, just read that part again. <laughs> number two in the Fiesta semifinal will be uh, number two seed Bert. Bert Bert <laughs> Whatever. All his like, names, have all you his heard people, people say that on ESPN now, by the way, Bert? right? Yes. No, they said, I have heard it twice. Somebody referred to him as Bert. I, like, like, we've been referring to, because it, it's, you you read a thing so many times that it just works its way into your brain. This is another one of our accidental trickle-ups. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, yeah, after after calling him Bert on purpose for decades, I'm just like, <laughs> It sounds Bert. weird. Yeah. Just, like, it feels weird Boris in the mouth Bieloma? to say Brett. No. Brett? No. That's look a lot that, of work. Look at that, man. Uh, Burt's boys are up against UCLA Bruins. Burns. That's a. I, I like that. 
I yeah, like, yeah sure. no, I have a totally different philosophies on what sport they're playing. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. <laughs> what's again. What's happening? Nothing. <laughs> as many things as possible. <laughs> yeah, all of it. <laughs> uh, of course, our title game is Illinois UNC, sure. which again, even more extreme. <laughs> we play uh, nothing but defense. <laughs> we, we we are not quite familiar with that concept. Frankly, don't believe it's real. <laughs> Um, I, what if they had defended the Alamo? I, I, I want to answer that. I want to go back to UCLA and just say that is the team that most defines one of my favorite brands of team, which is I'll be bringing nunchucks to the fight. That's the most UCLA 2022 thing is who's the guy with nunchucks and all of the stuff you could order out of the back of the magazine, which could be incredibly dangerous or not dangerous at all. And if it is dangerous, could be dangerous only to the nunchuck possessor. Yeah, that's <laughs> DTR is the ultimate nunchuck QB. Because you're like, if he hits you, it's going to hurt. And he's also going to hit himself. It's just going to be a lot of motion. A lot of stuff flying I around. I went on a blind date in college with a dude who brought collapsible metal nunchucks and a holster on his belt to wow. the date. Um, like, you know, this was like this was like peak tactical palm trio belt era, mm -hmm. right? How long were you married? Uh, he fell into the pool actually before the end of the night, fully clothed, and I just left. <laughs> but did he? What? Did, what, what uh, hey, Jerry, if you're out there, <laughs> who did he defeat on the way out of the yeah, pool? Yeah, you're doing well. I just remember he took like he was wearing like big like Office Depot ass like dress shoes. This was a frat party. He was wearing like big Office Depot ass dress shoes, and he took two steps backward to kind of like rear up at something somebody had said like for laughing for dramatic emphasis. Just went straight over. But not before we all got a nunchucks demonstration. They're like telescoping like police batons, but uh -huh. they just like, it looked like two little film, he might have made it himself. It looked like two little film canisters, like side <laughs> by side that fit into a holster on his belt. And, and he thought that night, he was like, this is going to get me some ass. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, I, I, I got to defend the lady. That's what yeah. it is. Like, who knows what might emerge on the Again. streets of wherever. I'm just going to reintroduce this concept to everybody. Nunchucks meets gun. <laughs> Gunchucks. Gun is a winner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you meant literally nunchucks meets gun and fall in love. Oh, gunchucks. And make a baby. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. gunchucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Where were we? So a different bowl game, obviously you'll see why in a different uh, universe, but an equally beautiful one will be where the Rose Bowl is Illinois versus Utah. That is beautiful. Yeah, I like it. The total is nine. Yeah. <laughs> over, <laughs> over, under. <laughs> Um, our Sugar Bowl, which there are only two conferences we can pick from for this one. Mississippi State against Kansas is not out of it yet. If Kansas, if Kansas rings off four big wins to close the season, Kansas would have a nice record, a nice ranking. Um, say maybe a Big 12 team's in the playoff. Kansas, Kansas could still, could still end up in a spot like this. Uh, and that would be, uh... <laughs> Imagine the ratings. <laughs> I am. We've got the entire... Okay, we have half of the Lawrence time. network. Uh, ESPN is now uh, bankrupt because no one watched the Sugar Bowl. Uh, the Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl, uh, interchangeable. I don't know. I want the same thing for both of them, which is Illinois Tulane. Ooh. I Tul also want this. Tulane is very much in the running for this. Um, that, that is a 1942-ass game yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing Tulane pants right now, so I'm, I'm clearly saying this with all sincerity. Oh, yes. Real quick, um, uh, could he please turn that shit back on? What the 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 blower? Yeah, I missed. Don't it. worry, somebody somebody three blocks over is going to do it in a minute. They, just, just give it a minute. It's like the fires of Gondor. They're like, all right, it's my turn. <laughs> fires of Gondor. What are you doing? I'm moving leaves over there. 
<laughs> Where were you when the leaves do you fell? Know what, do you know what sucks is we actually had neighbor auto. We we don't have like our house. Oh, you've been our house. Like our neighbors are far far apart. We had an audible leaf blower at a neighbor's house today, so we could have had like tonal leaf blower battles, and then of course the power went out. Sick. Just sick shit. The leaves went down from from the trees across the sun. How did it come to this? <laughs> God, how many people show Down up for how shadow. many people show up out of like an eighty or out of a seventy thousand person crowd? How many show up for Tulane, Illinois too? Because I mean, Illinois yeah. might try, um, warm I, what weather. What I'm hearing is that we could get great seats. Yeah. I'm glad you're thinking about this. Y'all want right to show up tailgate for Tulane? Yeah, yeah. Go green. Yeah. Well, listen, we might end up in the locker room. Get a frost top root beer. Yeah, we're new boosters. <laughs> we wrote checks. Didn't even expect to. Um, the Citrus Bowl I'm going to throw at you, which is going to include one of the Big Ten's best teams and one of the SEC's best teams. Oh, I don't think you mean that. Assuming both of them uh, do pretty well from here on out. Illinois, South Carolina. <laughs> oh! In, uh, in probably the seventh biggest bowl. <laughs> that is very true, what you just said. It could still happen. <laughs> um, Goodness. In some shit called the Relia Quest Bowl. Which um, which is, is that which, again? It's the Outback Bowl. Okay, but uh, now has a oh, different shit. name that uh, I don't know what that is. So I'm not going to look it up. Mm -mm. The teams that I'm putting in this one will be Illinois and your Florida Gators. We deserve that. <laughs> we deserve that. Yeah, to be taken out back. Yeah. <laughs> By Illinois. No. In Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl. Shout out to the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Uh, this, we love you, so we are giving you Illinois-Miami. No, really. <laughs> Probably the grossest possible game not involving Iowa. Illinois-Miami. That finishes, like, like by fractions. <laughs> That's like nine-fifths over fifth-ninths. I think what decides this one is no one, no coach would rather be doused in mayonnaise more than Brett Bielema, so... <laughs> This team's gonna... Oh, God, you're never going to catch him after that. How are they going to get him back on the bus? Well, he'll be so slippery. Yeah. <laughs> I just like the idea that they have to recapture him like a boar and return like or like Ralphie. That's good, though, to have. I think in that case, Bert should definitely... Pre-grease Brett Bielema. Well, you know, if you take him to Florida, at least they have fish and game and wildlife people I know can handle that kind of wildlife, right? Because, okay, okay. like, if he got loose in any other state other than, like, Florida or Texas, right... Like people with zero feral hog experience, Fair. right? Yeah, this is. I think this is where it should happen. Okay. ReliaQuest, by the way, is a cybersecurity company uh. specializing in proactive threat research. Oh shit, that sounds yeah, um, scary. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like they're disrespect researchers. This is something that Michigan State might want to look into. I think contracting ReliaQuest to find more disrespect. <laughs> Uh, your Music City Bowl, of course, will be Illinois against an interim-coached Auburn. No. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this is in a world where all of these teams, like Illinois, is playing all of these in one year. Yeah. Bielema's is just like our dance card's full, but we're checks just checks a check. Yeah, checks a check. We're gonna get it. Oh, we, we turns out we uh, we really like the game of football. There, there was a um, I think the record for most bowl games in a season is three. It was like fifty. 60, 70 years ago. I forget who did it. Um, but someone played three ball <laughs> sure. three, three ball games. I think they went one and two. Barnstorming! <laughs> um, your pinstripe bowl. I, I take it back. This is uglier than Illinois-Miami. I'm giving you Illinois-Virginia. <laughs> Plus the already built-in advantage of the pinstripe bowl uggo multiplier just by having to play in that stadium. Yikes. Uh, your guaranteed rate bowl. 
which uh, has been the Cheez-It Bowl among a thousand other things. Illinois, West Virginia is the best I got. It's just, it's not disgusting, but I don't want to watch it. Um, and finally, the last Big Ten bowl tie is the Quick Lane Bowl. Illinois against Scott Loeffler's Bowling Green Falcons, <laughs> oh! who are still in line for bowl eligibility, oh! despite being one of the worst teams. It's right there in the name. <laughs> sure heck, is. Heck, we're talking about it right now. Oh, yeah, I wanna, uh, they, they could win. They could be both one of the thirty worst teams and win the MAC. The MAC is really strong. It, you know, it's I know Cat One is like the massive bowl payout, but I recall the payout for the Citrus Bowl being kind of heavy. Oh yeah, like that's, that's a big a, one. That's a heavy bag. To me, South Carolina getting the bag off the Citrus Bowl would be the most Shane Beamer thing. Just yes. him sitting with a sack of cash he did not expect after an 11-9 victory <laughs> over, El- yeah, over yeah, with with like nine children, most of them not even his, rushing him, bum rushing him off the field, going, "I'm just so happy to be here with this sack of money. This is amazing. I didn't expect this to happen." That's like a very Shane Beamer outcome. Yeah. And then the SEC says, "Actually, that's." That's all. That's that's all. So I <laughs> declare you'll be you'll be sharing some of that with your brethren. All of this, like very very uh, office professional, accent neutral, Greg Sankey uh, professionalism, immediately evaporates once a sack of money appears, and he's like, "I'm gonna use my real voice. Give me that sack of money." Wait, where is Greg Sankey from? From? Because didn't he come from Arizona? Yeah, he's not. Yeah. Okay. So he's he, not local. he develops an accent. Mm. Yeah. Born Auburn, New York. Whoa. Yeah. There is an Auburn, New Wait, York. Wait. So he's a Tammany. Yeah. Okay. So the sack of money appears, and he gets real excited. Wow. Auburn, New York is like uh, it's about as close to dead center of the uh, New York footprint as you could possibly get. So the heartland. That's good shit. Yeah, the heartland of New York. Yes. Um, I love that any bowl um, winnings by the SEC this year. Any, any, you know. <laughs> I also love calling them winnings, as if the losing team doesn't get paid. Yeah, <laughs> or they have to pay them, right? <laughs> oh, we lost two mil. Oh, dang it! <laughs> but uh, all bowl money this year, some of it, Texas A&M is ultimately going toward, you know, the firing of Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> Whenever um, it happens. <clears throat> At AG Bet Online, one of these like offshores, uh, current odds on fire on Jimbo Fisher being the next coach to be fired, three to one. <laughs> I just leading. I I know that we ask this every time, but this time it's genuinely breaking my brain. For who? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I I have my you know my my evil conspiracy theory that by paying ten years for the same coach and locking down eight and five as like your baseline that basically Texas A&M has bought performance above and beyond anything that they have achieved over a single decade. I I was thinking about it in a slightly different direction in that if they actually, you know, if they if they did the Dino with him and actually gave him time to to weather some of the worser seasons and come out like could A&M by itself generate such market force with this deal that they accidentally make P5 college football just a little bit more chill? I want to believe that. Like is this is this some kind of is this a is this a a enough of a counterbalance to firing the Mark Ricks? Like is this shit a wake up call for everyone else? Are we that self a I would you love assume to learning. think so, but yeah, that's the problem. I would love to yeah. think so, but also that requires assuming learning. This is assuming we have deep blue 
a computer that takes in information, analyzes it, and then changes its behavior. When I think college football is more of like an old Tandy, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it can play snake. <clears throat> That's like, what college football's decision-making can do. Or like maybe put it this way, are the terms of this deal so ridiculous that it has obscured any possibility that we're going to learn from it? I don't think so, because um, Jimbo doesn't even have the biggest buyout in the country. That is true. No, he does not. That would be Kirby Smart. <laughs> Nine figures. No. Mel Tucker is right up there with Jimbo. Brian Kelly and James <clears throat> Franklin at $77 million. I gotta be honest. What the fuck, man? Um, unless Tyler Perry's involved, no one in this state has that money. We they just said. It. They just we said no. It. They just <laughs> like his agent came back and was like four hundred million dollar buyout. Like, Whatever, you're fine. <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy will kick in. <laughs> this, um, this is the state where like. This wait, the, who bought that? Who bought what's his name's house down towards Fayetteville? Rick Ross. Does Rick Ross have that kind of money, or is it all in real estate now? No, no, uh, no. He does in in his fictional works. Okay. He does, yeah. Rick Ross's canon states <laughs> yes. that he has that money. Have you driven by Rick Ross's house? Have you seen it? I don't recall. Probably. It I'm is Evander purpose. Holyfield's old house. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. 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 And he now has Buffalo out front, as well as a... <laughs> As well as a lineup of cars and toys. Like, he just has, like, a fire engine out there. Like so, an old-timey fire engine. It's on the way back from my friend's farm where I was camping this weekend, and there is now a big uh, Hollywood-style sign up against one of the embankments that says Promised Land. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, apparently the state troopers who manned the gate were being really chill yesterday because there was a whole bunch of people, like, out taking selfies in front of it. Yeah. It was super cute. Uh this is the state. This is the state where ninety-six month financing at Cabela's for a pontoon boat is hey. popular. Okay. <laughs> you 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 make that little buyout whatever you want, Kirby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the yeah. power of Cabela's. Yeah. <laughs> the financial wizards. Me and my me and my accountant. <laughs> hey, at only forty-two dollars a month for the next eighty-eight <laughs> the years. Next infinity. Yeah, I think that's a deal. <laughs> Just to get his ass up out of here. Is there early? Yeah, exactly. For, well, for what? <laughs> I don't. To get his ass up out of here. Imagine looking at better. your infant grandson and being like, you're going to pay the end of that contract, son. <laughs> you're going to pay Kirby off. You will be the generation <laughs> that pays off Kirby Smart's contract. You're going to look at Senator Stetson Bennett and say, thank you for your service to our state. <laughs> Again, I'm not making anything up. I That's know. totally going to happen. Yeah. Are we worried about ageism with Stetson Bennett, like, already? He's 20. Okay, is, he so too old? is he too old to be a senator? His official, his official listed age is 25, which means now that I have learned that, I'm going to mark him up to 32. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a 32-year-old man. Him and, him and Hendon Hooker, between the two of them, look like they could be collecting. Like, if you combine their ages, look like they could be collecting AARP. <laughs> I'm Hendon Hooker for AARP. Collect, yeah. Collecting AARP NIL money, I mean. Alongside Joe Namath on the commercials. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do your feet hurt? This is the insurance for you. Hi, I'm Stetson Bennett. <laughs> Again, I'm also convinced that the only reason Stetson Bennett has that job is because there's a talented Mr. Ripley situation between him and Kirby. Uh, I'm reading about how Stetson Bennett the first uh, was the son of sharecroppers, uh, made moonshine, blah, blah, blah. He was known as Papa Bennett to his family. The way the sentence is written. Stetson Bennett Sr., known as Papa Bennett to his family, was the son of Sheriff. It reads as if Stetson Bennett's nickname as a child was Papa Bennett. So he's always looked like this. Yes. Okay. 
That'd be a great nickname for a baby. Pops. Pops. I mean, people name babies, you know, Archibald. Big Daddy. Yeah. Reginald. Frank. I met a baby Frank. Named, I met a baby named Frank once, and I was like, hello, sir. We still make Franks? We still make Franks and Garys. There's got to be a Gary out there. You haven't watched Friday Night Lights all the way through, but there's a scene late in the series where one of the one of Coach Taylor's former players has, uh, has had a baby, or, you know has helped produce a baby and yeah. uh, Kyle Chandler leans down into like the car seat or whatever and gives the baby a tiny handshake and he's like Coach Taylor's son nice to meet you <laughs> like greets the baby as though the baby is like 12 it's like how are you son uh, also Holly speaking of uh, bowl projections in the playoff yes uh, oh god I'm looking now at CBS Jerry Palms protect projections can I show you the uh, the Peach Bowl semifinal that I he, wish has, you would. he has put together <clears throat> I'm going to read it so Holly won't have to. It's number one Georgia against number four seed Tennessee. A rematch in, that the, feels, in the Peach Bowl, no less. That feels way more likely. <laughs> also, so the streak continues. This would be, if we could somehow extend this streak of juju poking between now to the end of the season, because lest we forget, let, let's, let's keep up the count now. Alabama game yep. brought Peyton to the game. No consequences. Right. UT Martin game. Orange Britches. No consequences. Uh, Kentucky game. Blackout uniforms and played slow Rocky Top. No consequences. Mm -hmm. How many other how many other superstitions can we poke at between now and having to go back to the goddamn Beach Bowl? Because I don't know if any of y'all will have reason to remember the last time Tennessee had to set foot in Atlanta's football stadium or the time before that. Or the time before that. Wasn't the last time beating Georgia Tech? Okay, I'm not counting that time, and I'm also so not counting the North. That. I'm not counting the North Carolina State game either. Um, I, would it know. be um, at the SEC title game, like honorary captain Kenny Chesney, something like that? It would be. Um, I actually slept through this. This was the time that uh, my my senior year of college. I cannot ever begrudge because it was the last year um, that before this year you know that we'd be florida georgia and alabama in the same year but that would be the um certain quarterback running into the goal post in his own end zone yeah game. yeah this is this the ryan is this ryan Perilous finest hour uh, you know, i love that kid i can't even be mad about it i remember that game eric ainge we this kept was, waiting for eric ainge a, to throw the back breaking pick which inevitably he did that's that's bad that's bad eric yeah we, yeah, we brought yeah. bad eric we should have packed good eric yeah, that's when they showed. That's when they showed a shot of, of uh, Cutcliffe, and Cutcliffe looked like honestly yeah. he looked thirty-five years older than he looks today, which is a problem. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. We almost yeah. we the amount of times that we almost killed David Cutcliffe over the course of that season. Uh, I'm thinking also of um, the the uh, the 2009 was it Lane's year? Yeah, that we came in there. Yeah, I don't love watching Tennessee and play in Atlanta. <sighs> What's that two three? The one, one four is Georgia. Well, it's uh, in 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 Jerry Palms is it is the exact same two three as it is every single year, which of course is Ohio State Clemson, <laughs> the contractually obligated two three game, <laughs> where one team scores nothing. That, that's how it's this always a total ass whooping blowout, even though it's the same two teams every time. You don't know which team will do the blowing out. I just I still and I'm prepared to be wrong before this episode even comes out, but I still. I still think Tennessee doesn't have enough reputational heft to claim that one spot. Um, I can't believe I'm talking about this, and I wish that they would drop back down. I don't wish that they would drop back down to 23, but it sure would mean I had to talk about them less. 
So let me uh, let, let, let me let me make things even worse by pointing uh, yes. out the the reputational thing. The playoff mm-hmm. committee's first ever number one was from the state of Mississippi. So they don't <laughs> care. Uh, oh care God! If, they're, about if they're building, look, if they're building by resume, we have a problem. <laughs> I also oh. love. Uh, we we mentioned it in full cast after dark, but in 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 Jerry Palm's final final um, predicted rankings at this point, Bama is your final number five. And if that happens, yeah. and Tennessee drops just one game, this is very fucking funny. book it. This is very <laughs> Tennessee funny. is your I mean, bullshit t- number this four. Is very I mean, fun. there's we, no we, way around it. We have reviewed that this would be way more satisfactory to me. Tennessee's already at that. We already got away with that stage. I feel way more. They're really, really close. Yes, I I feel way more comfortable if we're not supposed to be there and are there anyway. All you have to do is look (laughs) not shitty against Georgia, and you might be in. To count on uh, you know weird thing or two (gasps) happening in the Pac-12, it would be best if TCU would drop a game. But like, it's so Mm. close. (laughs) I mean, this is the real cynical baller thing to do is to show up to Athens with half the team in sweats, stretching. Right, really, just really doing re- this shit. Yeah, just doing rehab work. Like uh, yeah, we're, we're resting up for Vanderbilt. Joe Milton. <laughs> Joe Milton hey, time, baby. Listen, Joe. Given who Georgia has on defense, Joe Milton is a goddamn kaiju. Have you ever like watched? I know he hasn't gotten a lot of reps this year. I think they should have put him in earlier against Kentucky, uh, just because you know Hendon's being up here now. Have you seen Joe Milton play? Yeah. He's kind of our. We have a cave troll moment. He is. I'm. Um, I'm I like it when Joe Milton plays. I I'm, would not, of course, slot him in ahead of ahead of Hendon, but I really enjoy watching Joe Milton. Do you like QB power? Yeah. Do you want to see QB power T-U-R-T-L-E again? T-U-R-T-L-E power. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Joe, but, secret of the ooze, Milton. Hey, my favorite, LS, my favorite uh, Clemson-Ohio State thing, I was trying to remember the one time when it wasn't a blowout, it was the 29-23 game where it was the hardest hitting I saw that entire season where both teams just took turns trying to murder each other on mm. every play and successfully tenderized Clemson so when they rolled it against LSU, they could barely move. They're like, fuck! We have to play the greatest offense in the history of college football. It's the most I've ever liked Ohio State is when they just tenderized Clemson and served them up on a plate for LSU. Great job, guys. Uh, also, I take it back. Tennessee, Georgia already is a game of the century because Tennessee and Ohio State are tied at number two in the AP. <laughs> this is already one of the 20 biggest regular season games in the history of college football. <clears throat> it's You know what? I, I'm glad that they gave the spice to this game because as previously stated over several, several years, the Tennessee-Georgia rivalry is boring. It has no personality, no controversy. They, my numerous letters to both state legislators asking that it be played for water rights uh, have gone unanswered for some reason. Um, and I'm just glad there's something attached to it, because honestly, it is the most boring-ass rivalry. I did like... Uh Yesterday on uh, Thinking Out Loud on the SEC Network at 7 p.m., we had George Foster and Peerless Price, and uh, Peerless Price accused Which, Stetson... Which, first of all, can we get them their own show? Yeah. Those two are fantastic. They are wonderful. Um, they had... Uh, Peerless said that, you know that Stetson Bennett's a game manager, and George Foster responded with, well, he managed to whoop y'all's ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that happened. Um yeah, it's not really much of a branded rivalry. Like that is not no, it's a. Not. There's no, which is weird because it's bordering states, flagship state universities, contested recruiting territory with both of them. There's no name. There's no trophy. There's no nothing. Play it for water. I feel like they don't fight over much of the same territory though. Like, 
culturally speaking. Like, there's not a lot of... Oh, no, not culturally speaking. No. No, 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 no. no. Like, one is... Athens is way more akin to, like, Asheville than Knoxville. I feel like... Uh, th it, this may be unfair, but I feel like if it's an activity that involves uh, even, like, a bare amount of uh, physical exertion, George is out. <laughs> Just as, like, as a fan base, generally, right? Like, Tennessee would be like, we should go hunting, and George is like, yeah. ooh, I don't know about it. It gets it's, cold I, out. I think it gets it's below 60. Um, bow hunting versus, like, drone hunting. Yeah. yeah. Well, compare, <laughs> compare the dogs. Yeah, no, perfect. Yeah. Perfect analysis. Compare the, the allegedly vicious Georgia bulldog that must sleep on a bag of ice. <laughs> to maintain its own heartbeat versus our dog-ass dog. When this, listen, this dog's savage. When it cools down for seven hours on this bag of ice, it's going to be ready to fight. It's um, going to be good. One thing about this weekend in college football I want to point out is, um, so a, a couple couple weekends after this is every year when the SEC does its SEC SOCON Challenge when every team plays Charleston Southern. Um, and... No one really minds this except Big Ten fans. This offends them, grieves them very deeply that mm. the SEC would play its cupcake games um, in November rather than August. I just want to point out this week, the Big Ten's two best teams are playing 1-7 Northwestern and Rutgers. Mm. That's who Ohio State and Michigan are up against. Mm. In the grueling, mansome, burly, challenging, <laughs> honorable, brave Big Ten that does not play cupcake games ever. This is going to be like watching a really out of shape power lifter miss on max attempts. Every <laughs> single, like every five minutes on the minute. Oh, give me, give me another shot, bro. My grip shot. Hold on. <laughs> Drop. Why play cupcakes out of schedule, out of conference exactly. when you can just play your cupcakes in conference? Yeah, yeah. When you can um, <laughs> reap all the Northwestern gate revenue, you've captured the New York market. Congratulations <laughs> with the passion of Rutgers football. Uh, let's see. Uh, elsewhere, we have ranked Oregon State. That hasn't happened in like a decade. Playing Washington, a, a, a solid Friday night game. Are they making? Are they making a cameo? Are they doing the South Carolina Probably. cameo? Right, like South Carolina just waving it, like, "Hey, y'all, twenty-five. Most likely. I mean, they're road underdogs, so it's probably is just a brief visit by Oregon State. But it's nice to see them. <laughs> it's good to see them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you look like. That would be great as a. I would make sure to do that as a coach, right? Like at the end of the year, like, what do you think looking back on the year, coach? I'll be like, well, we were ranked twenty-five for one week, <laughs> and I want everybody to remember it's, that. It was really cool. We got a number for a little while. Yeah, it's yeah. always nice. Illinois is a sixteen-point favorite against a Big Ten team. <laughs> we have this is is this the first week of where we have full Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday football? Uh, I think it is. I think so. Or was it? Was there a Tuesday? Oh, yeah, no, no, they start the Tuesday with the playoff rankings. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get we get full action. Ugh. Buffalo, yeah. Ohio is not bad. We get hey, listen, we get double directional Michigans on Wednesday. If that ain't America, God. what is? <laughs> God. Beautiful. Hey, App State Coastal. There's your. There's your. There. Right. Oh my God, the Cumble. UMass UConn is the Friday. <laughs> this is a great fucking week, man. <laughs> November rules. This is a lot, it's a lot of bullshit happening. <laughs> There's, this is a deeply bullshit week in every single way. I love the SEC triple header, right? You have the game of the year. Uh, LSU Bama, the game of the year for someone who hasn't paid attention for like two or three years. Yeah, but still, still could be a really good game. And the then, dumbass game of the century. <laughs> and then the uh, the the SEC's big nooner: <laughs> Can Jimbo reach four and five or not? 
<laughs> Can Billy Napier get a second conference win? Do I hear a second Calm conference down, win? Calm baby. <laughs> How much has he paid? He's not even on the, big, the biggest buyouts list. <laughs> he's, no, he's not even close. This was the week when we, the Associated Press's Mark Long was caught on an open mic saying, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to be here longer than Billy Napier. <laughs> Oh, I missed that. Yeah, no, he was kind of, he's trying to whisper it, kind of. But you could hear him on Florida fans were like, I'm outrageous if that's unprofessional in journalism. I know things about journalism and rules. Wow. And I'm like, I don't know if he's wrong. <laughs> I don't. Even if on a scale of five to seven to ten years. That is delightful. Uh, if LSU Bama should happen to get out of hand, which is possible, is possible, could be great, could be terrible. I just want to spotlight a game almost guaranteed to be hideous, stupid, but hard fought. <laughs> Poorly hard fought. Florida State at Miami. That's yes. correct. <laughs> Two teams that, <laughs> that can't stand each other and are poor at expressing that. Miami hot off the 14-12 game. <laughs> Whereas FSU every week, it's like, I think they're decent, but oh, they lost three in a row. Yeah. <laughs> they you know, you know what? That's a quiet three-game losing streak. That's how it you really want to is. do it. They, you know, they lost to the conference's three best teams. That's pretty good. Congratulations, Mike Norvell. That's a smooth-ass three-game losing streak. They're pretty streak. competitive in all three. Like, I, I, I think, yeah, I think FSU's pretty good. I think. You know, Jimbo, that's a smooth. That's a rough four-game losing streak. You want to do it like Mike? Do it like Mike. Hit that three-game smooth. Yeah, you want to do it how they do at Florida State, Jimbo Fisher. After scoring zero points last week, Oklahoma State goes to Kansas. <laughs> That'll get you right. <laughs> That's a get-right <laughs> <a> get game. Allegedly, Oklahoma State had a lot of injuries. Secretly, I kind of hope that's not what happened. Like, imagine just dropping into the season at exactly this point. Oklahoma State, okay, they were number nine, and now they're favored by two at Kansas. What happened? <laughs> what the fuck did I miss? <laughs> well, coach, coach banned everyone's legs. i got to play without legs this week. <laughs> That's what happened. Um, this was also in my continuing uh, fascination with the bottom of the SEC. Uh, Kentucky at Missouri. No. No? no thank you. No? Can I get a buyer? No. I don't not want one? I, I, no. I decline. Oh, yeah. Do, do not. I'll want. be watching Tulane. Thank you. Hmm. That might... Uh, no, it doesn't. I was going to say that might be the least appealing SEC game, but it doesn't involve Surely. Vanderbilt, at mm. least. It doesn't. Well, I'll pray tell. Who is Vanderbilt playing this week? I think they are also an alleged get-right game for somebody. <laughs> well, they, they play not? South Carolina, and <laughs> South Carolina is at least capable of making anything pretty interesting. <laughs> after, after losing to Mizzou last week, <laughs> I really do enjoy the complete random number generator that is South Carolina football this year. Who can say what will happen? It will be fascinating. Um, if you are a fan of, uh, if you are a fan of, the Beast against the Divine, uh, don't watch this game. Arkansas at Liberty. The, uh, which one's Divine? Sorry, Liberty at Arkansas. Liberty at Arkansas. There's, I think it's Divine Beast against Liberty. Is yes, that... and by Divine Beast, we mean one of those things from Zelda. The, the, the um, Arkansas is definitely the elephant. Our favorite Goron head coach, the Sam Pittman. The elephant that just stands there. Yeah. This is Hugh Freeze, who, by the way, they're going to end up, like, building memorials to him at Liberty because he's never leaving. He can't go anywhere else. Oh, Graven Images? Graven Images, yeah, that's correct, those. yeah. That's really crazy how they would do that with the money. <laughs> the money they're shitting and farting all over Hugh Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> when 
money that could like you know feed people or whatever. I'm sorry, the market makes no mistakes, Jason. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> he freeze receives that much money <laughs> because he deserves it. <laughs> because God said he should get it. <laughs> true. That's the actual reasoning. It's like God's up there co-signing. Like, yep, write that check, brother. <laughs> How else are we gonna beat UTEP? <laughs> As he goes to his big God ledger book. Oh, spending. God's budget God. needs some. <laughs> Blew a lot of money on guns and Hugh Freeze. Guess this we week. gotta fire. Guess we gotta fire some people. Yeah. <laughs> guess we gotta start charging for blue checks. That's my genius scheme. God blue. <laughs> Just gonna do that. Huh. Hey, you guys want to start a church? I think we just We're, did. Yeah. That was Catholicism for like. 500 years was God blue. <laughs> God blue. No, we've it's got a hell to a of business where model. semantically indulgences are a good thing now. We could sell them in the fancy strip malls. I like this. You know, there's the massage envy, there's the Jamba Deuce, the and then there's the church. <laughs> God blue. Yeah, uh, indulgences are back. Like, uh, TikTok girls and Tumblr girls reinvented indulgences. Fuck yes. So. Sweet. That's all the kids do is lead. Yeah. Yeah, just make up shit that that we forgot about. <laughs> there are there are currently high school girls on TikTok. That one of the trends that I've seen is them dressing up like Steve Harvey. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and saying, "What is something that you would like to? Uh, what is the question? What is something that you would like your to, to sit on? Isn't that it? Yeah. What was some? Yeah, sit on. And the guy says, "My face, right? Uh huh." And yeah, they're dressed up like Steve Harvey and doing the splits while saying, Yes! <laughs> this is what technology was meant to do. That and Photoshopping Shrek this is and why Vince we invented, Wilfork together. That's why we invented computers. <laughs> step step one, hundreds of thousands of years ago, invent fire. So now what we need is Shrek dressed as Steve Harvey doing, <laughs> doing this trend. And On. then we can get rid of all our computers. Yes! <laughs> <laughs>